time where the phone never stops ringing. Cold calls and spam emails seem to pour in endlessly. And there is always someone that wants to buy you lunch for the chance to make you a client. This is where real salespeople pitch solutions to real problems while we snuff out the BS. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast with your host, Voron Spivak. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. Today, we are inside Churrasco's restaurant. You know, this is a restaurant, so many people often ask me, like, is it like a Brazilian steakhouse? What is it? This is true South American cuisine. These guys are the catering experts. They also happen to be the official caterer for the Houston Texans. Five restaurants in Houston. Check them out. They're our friends, and we are so happy to be here. So today, my guest is Matt Harrison. Matt is the founder and CEO of the company called WellAware. And wait till you hear what they do. The name is really ingenious as you get into this. Matt, I am happy to have you joining me today. As I prepared, I realized that not only is there a lot to be wanted for in the world of industrial data, which I don't know how this is, but the more I learned about it, I'm going like, there's some serious issues there that, that are kind of where data's kind of been stuck in the 80s and you're changing that. But your mission has been to leverage this thing called the Internet of Things. And if people are actually thinking I'm making up these terms, these are bona fide words. This is the glossary of industrial data right now. Absolutely. And thanks so much for having us. And what a beautiful layout here on the lake. This is incredible. So a lot of, a lot of fun to be with you guys. But yeah, Warren, IoT is a big deal. You know, a lot of people are calling it the next big technology wave. So kind of like we had PCs, then we had the Internet. Then things got mobile, you know, so people got mobile. We started moving around. We can make phone calls anywhere we wanted to. Then data started coming to us anywhere we were. Now it's time for the machines to get that same kind of capability. And that's really what IoT is. It's the Internet of Things. So we've already been through the Internet of People. <laughs> the things are the next thing that's going to happen. And it's interesting because, you know, what we've seen kind of in the everyday world that we live in is now suddenly people's thermostat is like communicating with them while they're at the movies, right? Like they're able to like literally change the temperature of their house from the movie theater. It's possible. And I think that's kind of where you're going to go with this. I love that we are talking oil and gas. So the fact that it's called Well Aware and it's about information and data, I think that says a lot. But I know that you're actually working in many different industries and that the oil and gas is just your primary focus. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we started in oil and gas and I think that was an incredible opportunity for us. Number one, it's an awesome industry. It's, it's the backbone of our country. It's patriotic in a lot of ways, but it also presents a really, really tough environment. Just naturally, you're out in the middle of nowhere, harsh, hazardous environments, combustible gases. It's tough. So if you're going to bring technology into that kind of area, you got to really engineer it well. And so it presented really a tough challenge for our company. And I think it really forged the platform that has now been able to rapidly expand into other markets. And so that, that's just that's been a tremendous blessing for us. As far as the company goes, yeah, the name is really intended to mean informed. And that's what we're about. We want to bring our customers information not tools, not widgets, not sensors, but we want to deliver information. And so it's the third name of the company. It's the only <laughs> one that I haven't named. 
The first two I'm not even going to share with you because they're so bad. But yeah, it was named by our CTO and I love it. Well, that's great. Yeah, you, you figure uh, it only gets better and better when you keep renaming, right? Yeah, you got to work on it. So tell us, before we kick this thing off, who should really be at the edge of their seat? Who is the audience member right now that needs to really hear about what WellAware is doing, how it will affect their business? And can you kind of speak to that so that our listeners will know how to apply this and where it applies. Yeah, you bet. Well, I mean, that's a softball question. I'm going to take it out of the park. So, I mean, the, the reality is everybody as a consumer is experiencing this transition. You already mentioned digital thermostats and you're a better man than I. You, you change your temperature in your house from your movie theater. I actually do it from bed, which is terrible. But we experience this. You can see who's at your front door from your living room, right? You can do so much with technology in our consumer lives, but in the business world, technology hasn't caught up. It's way behind. And so the people that can benefit from technology like WellAware ranges the entire suite of a business. So, you know, we're working with people in the field. We're helping them make their jobs safer. We're helping them make their contributions much more efficient. I love what technology can do for, you know, technicians and folks that have historically had hands on machines they become much more transferable in their skill set and kind of move into the knowledge worker. That applicability also goes all the way up to the financial office. So the CFO of a company needs to pay attention to technology. Technology can have a huge impact on the bottom line. So we're, we're really focused on working across what we call the personas. And there's a lot of them everywhere from the C-suite and the board. Almost every large company has a digital transformation strategy right now. And the reality is inside of most boardrooms in the U.S., people are trying to figure out what does that mean, right? What, what do we really do? And it goes beyond, you know, just, just turning your ERP system into SAP. That's a good step. But at the end of the day, technology is going to have a tremendous impact on the American workforce. This is a huge opportunity for American ingenuity and globally as well. It's, it's happening across the globe. So it's, it's a great opportunity. It touches almost everybody in the business. And if it's not touching you, you should start asking about it because it will. Yeah, it definitely sounds like this is the evolution of technology and data. It is. So there's a few things that I read, which, you know, basically WellAware makes some pretty serious claims about reducing operating expenses. That's a big, that's a big thing to talk about. Minimizing downtime even gets into like safety and regulatory compliance. I just want to like turn this over to you. I'd like you to just walk me through WellAware and let's like, let's go through the gamut. And hopefully by the end of this episode, our listener will know like this is the way to go and we can really uncover how this impacts and affects the oil and gas industry. Yeah, you bet. Well, again, thanks for the opportunity to share it with you. And you've already told me you'll do this, but interject and stop me along the way so I don't put you to sleep. But, but I'm going to walk through why we exist, which I really think is critical for any company, right? So anybody we work with, people we hire, I always wanna know what makes them tick at the end of the day. And that, that's, that's really what you can, you can project the relationship's gonna ultimately you know, look like is mm -hmm. what somebody, you know, why they exist, why their mission, you know, wh why they're here. The second is what do, we, what do we solve? Like where do we apply and how can we help? The third is how do we do it? And you know, the, four, the fourth is how do you get going? So as I'm, so excited about our name. Equally, I'm excited about our, our mission, which is we exist to connect people to the things that matter. And we already talked about what the things are out there, the machines. And so there's, there's obviously a very, a very real connection to 
critical infrastructure, pumps, motors, sensors that have a real impact on the bottom line of a business. The other thing we do in the company is we connect people to things they need. So I, you know, I love the fact that at Wellaware, we're very missional in, in why we exist. So we're out you know, helping the homeless people with food. We're giving backpacks to children. We're connecting them to the things right, that matter. And for me personally, you know, the company is here for us to love on others. So ultimately for me, that's connecting people to, you know, my Lord and Savior, if, if they're interested, which is Jesus Christ. So those are the things that drive us. That's why we're here. And I'm so excited about what we can do for folks. So that's our mission. Let me tell you a little bit about, you know, kind of how it works. So you talked about this in the beginning, but, but really the three things that we help do for companies is we help them, make, we help them become more efficient, more safe and more regulatory compliant. And we do that through data. So this is simply about taking data, which is all around us, and getting it into a format where we can do something with it. And too many people have gotten stuck in what we call kind of the the pilot purgatory of, of the internet of things, buying tools, trying to figure it all out. It's not a tools business. If you're just buying tools, you may not be successful. At the end of the day, you want an outcome. And so we help people achieve an outcome. And that's, that's not easy to do. It's complex to, to make that simple. Well, let me just ask you this. And by the way, I love the mission. I mean, I think all of us, we realize business is business, but what we do socially and how we impact people, it really matters. So kudos to you for sharing that. I think the whole world is a better place when we all contribute and we have a bigger meaning than just putting points on the board with our businesses. You so bet. that's great. But I want to get into what is business like today? Like right now, you you know, we're talking data. What's going on currently? Like who out there right now is kind of, they've got large pieces of equipment. They have probably just different monitoring devices. Yeah. What data is it that you're enhancing? Why is it that they don't have it? Like what is it that your company is doing that really is the game changer. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, so the approach we took in, in building the company was similar to Apple, right? And in the sense that when Apple delivered the iPhone, that was a piece of hardware that they delivered to you and I so that they could ultimately control the user experience. And they did that through the App Store and they opened it up to a lot of different applications. And, and when we pull these things out, we can, we can do a lot now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we took a similar approach. We recognized that if we're going to deliver a great experience to our customers, we needed to put intelligence out at the machine in the field. And so what you see on the table, you know, this is kind of like our little iPhone equivalent. Out okay, here, so. So, so let me stop you there because what you're saying right now is that literally these pieces of equipment, they don't require someone to repurchase a piece of machinery. You can actually just add them to what your current assets are you and bet. get the information. Yeah, and here's the deal. So it's kind of like everything that's out there speaks a really old language that's been forgotten in the yesteryear, and we're the Rosetta Stone. So you <laughs> connect these things up, and boom, we can help them speak in a way that makes sense. And the way that makes sense is IT-based technology, right? So it's, it's taking data and it's translating data to people in a way that they can actually do something with it where they can save money, they can operate a machine differently, or the machine decides to operate differently, they can cause somebody not to have to go out at two in the morning on an icy road, right, in North Dakota, 
Why right. would the machine operate differently? Is there a tuning part to this? Like, how yeah. does that work? It's a great question. So it's kind of like walking around and hoping you don't have a heart attack versus walking around with every possible <laughs> sensor on you and no, knowing that's what I do. That you're not going to have a heart attack, right? So, I mean, what we do is we just, we look inside the machine. So, yeah. so it'd be kind of equivalent of, of you know, wearing a, a pulse oximeter and a blood pressure monitor and, you know, anything that would help get your vitals of you and I personally, mm-hmm. I know what's going on all the time. We monitor that for every machine. And those are in some cases, hundreds of data points. And so that's how we know how the machine's doing. Mm-hmm. And that's also how we can tell the machine, Hey, we don't like what's happening here. Change the way you're operating, right? So we can avoid catastrophic failures, we can avoid downtime, and we can more importantly service those machines before they have an issue. So this is like you and I going to the dock before we have an issue. We're just watching out for the machines. Yeah, so it's almost like wherever I'm at, if once I choose how I want the information to connect with me, I might know something's redlining. That's right. Potentially I could save myself from blowing a machine up. That's right. Theoretically. Absolutely. And that, you know, the fancy technology terms for that are artificial intelligence and machine learning. Mm-hmm. So over time, the more data we get and the more information we get, the smarter these machines become. And they go, hey, I've been in this condition before and I had a catastrophic failure. I'm not going to do that the next time that happens. And so we can we can program that information into the machine over time and avoid those issues down the road. So the part of my learning too about this is that when you walk a site or, you know, people have inventory, they have equipment, there's all this different equipment that we'll call it the physical world. That's what you guys call it. It is. Okay. And then, so here it is, I've got this physical piece of machinery and I want to make it. And it was like, my big joke to you was that if you guys have ever been on Facebook, you see like Steve-O from Jackass has this whole litter robot that he advertises. And basically not only will it just like rotate and change the kitty litter, but it tells you like on your phone, is it full, halfway full? It's like looking at your gas gauge for your car. Is that something that you can apply to pieces of equipment that maybe people have never considered? Or is it always the typical, usual, standard application that we think of? Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And, you know, one of the things, it's funny, when I talk to customers, right, particularly the larger oil and gas companies, manufacturing companies, industrial companies, they say, Matt, I, you know, I'm swimming in data, right? I'm drowning in data, but I'm starved for insight. And so that, that's a really important mm. clue in terms of what's going on. So, you know, number one, you do have to interface with the physical world. In the case of the cat litter box, they're probably measuring weight and, tra- you know, and translating when the thing's full or when it's not. You know, in, in our case, we're measuring pressures, temperatures, flow levels, vibration levels, and we're monitoring RPMs and, you know. And, and who's choosing that? Like, who's dictating what we really want to be reported? Because sometimes data is the worst thing. Like, how many times do you see people get almost too much data that it becomes something that people ignore 50% of it. You kind of want to know what you want to know. You do want to know what you want to know. So we work with our customers to really understand their business and understand the outcomes that they're trying to achieve in their business. And then we, we back that into, okay, well, what is the critical insight that we need to see from a machine to help you achieve that insight or that outcome? And that's, that's super important, right? Getting the right data and not too much 
to the right place at the right time is where we're focused as a company. And, you know, there's, there's too many companies out there that do have good data. You know, one of my favorite examples is, is the word SCADA. It's been around in oil and gas for a long time. It means a lot of different things to different people. It doesn't mean that you're an oil and gas guy on a pair of rollerblades? No, it does not mean that. No, it does not mean that. But it, you know, it involves a pretty complex you know, value chain, which consists of really expensive automation equipment in the field that companies have had to pay CapEx for, mm-hmm. which not many companies have much of a CapEx budget currently. They've had to build their own wireless networks to talk to that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. They've had to buy all these different software enterprise mm-hmm. you know, solutions to help get that information and get it into a format that someone can consume it. And a lot of times, Warren, that data stops like in a control room. So you're really counting on maybe one, two, three, five people looking at screens to try to make a decision on what's going on on thousands of you know pieces of equipment that are worth millions and millions of dollars in mm-hmm. outcomes. Mm-hmm. And yet we put a human, again, as the least common denominator. And we have not made this easy yet for the industry, and that's why we exist. We're not gonna sit around and just let this be so challenging. So we've had to understand that infrastructure, that value chain, and some of the challenges around it. And, and deliver something that's simple, easy to deploy, works with existing infrastructure, but actually augments workflows and helps people get access to the data they need so they have better outcomes. Wow. And then, I don't know, on your presentation, if you have anything, but like something that I also was looking into was there's this, this kind of like wider range of things that you mentioned on the website. I read a little bit about it, but it like ranges from like facilities management and then it gets into preventative maintenance. And I mean, even equipment audits and things like that. If somebody is trying to consider this, like how do they know where to plug you in and what, like it almost sounds like there's not that many limitations of where this technology could be applied. I appreciate you pointing that out. And, And you know, what we found is that we have a platform and a business model And those are two really distinct and important components of what we do that really apply very rapidly to a broad set of applications and customers. And I was, you know, I'm excited about all the new markets we're in. We're in manufacturing. We're on the largest steel manufacturer in the U.S. We're on two gun manufacturing plants, right? So, which is super cool. (laughs) We're actually on a toilet paper manufacturing facility. That's been really important for the last few months. Man, with COVID, I don't know who (laughs) it is that has the mountain of toilet paper at their house, but dang, they've sure made things tough on a lot of people. They have, they have. (laughs) And, And so, you know, let's talk about those factories for a second. I'll double click on a lot of what we've been talking about so that you can kind of get a sense of why what we do is so important. Mm-hmm. So think about being on a factory floor, right? And just imagine yourself there in the sights and, and really the sounds. Mm-hmm. And when you're on a factory floor, you kind of hear this sound, pss, 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 you know, often, right? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I, you know I'm what sure I'm talking you about. Do, yeah. Okay. So, so that sound is the use of compressed air in the manufacturing process, Mm -hmm. which in a lot of factories is very important. I covered my mouth to be CDC compliant. But what happens if that compressed air system somewhere in the basement of that huge factory goes down? Mm -hmm. The line goes down. Well, we keep that thing running. We ensure that it's maintained appropriately. We ensure that it's serviced appropriately. And oh, by the way, we're already now optimizing the electricity usage behind that asset. One of the things, those are expensive. You know, mm-hmm. some of those air compressors can run $150,000, $200,000. Mm-hmm. 
But what our customers are telling us is, hey, that's how much the unit costs. We spend 150000 in electricity every year. So then we start asking the question, well, how much air capacity does your factory need? Mm. And we learn that it doesn't need 100%. Yeah. It might need 82%. Right. So does the job perfectly, saves 18% in energy, right? That's what x-ray vision into a machine can do that's really great never consider this you know i would never dream up of something like that you know the idea that maybe yeah you're buying equipment and it's pushing 100 percent every time but maybe you don't need all of that that's right and there's efficiency behind having the knowledge and information to make the adjustments and does your equipment is it able to like what is the process of going from having a machine that's not efficient isn't using any well aware technology to actually adding it and how does that? Yeah, so, so the first step is, you know, when you engage WellAware, we always get in, we like to interview our customers, we like to understand their infrastructure, we call it a site survey. What do you have? What can we leverage in terms of what you've already bought? Mm -hmm. And then we also begin to explore how can we interface, you know, mechanically and electrically to all those critical pieces of equipment. Once we do that, I'm gonna take advantage of this, we get to become aware right yeah. of what that machine can do right yeah. and so we basically that's when i say we get x-ray vision into the machine mm -hmm. we get to see what it can do once we see what it can do the data that it can give us then we can begin to understand how that machine operates in its environment right and oil and gas is a great example of this we've got pumps we got automated valves mm -hmm. you know we've got motors we've got power that all play a role in the production of those hydrocarbons but you've got to understand how each asset is doing, and then you actually have to understand how that asset is supposed to contribute to the system. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds complex. I can tell you it's really complex if you're guessing yeah. and you're walking around just changing knobs and hoping it works. As sad as I am to say this, that's really how people do it today. That's wow. the status. And wow. so we're gonna move from that world to a digitally informed world where, where efficiency and optimization is happening the way that begins is becoming aware of your assets and your mm -hmm. infrastructure. And then, so from a transmission standpoint, you mentioned like there's humans and they're looking at a screen and yep. they're trying to, you know, like hopefully catch something getting funky. What is it about that transmission process that puts the checks and balances where the right people are getting the right information? Can you break it up? How deep can we go with making sure certain personnel are receiving certain information? You bet. The answer is we can go as far as we need to go, right, technically. But the best answer, in my opinion, is, is something I call human out of the loop, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's just where we let the machine, based on what its job is and based on the information it's getting, to make decisions. Mm. That's in a human-controlled wow. environment. We wow. tell it what to do, and it just does the right job every time, Warren. I yeah. mean, nothing's perfect. You know, there's always issues, but as it relates to, you know, comparing it with the, the labor and the staff and a lot of times the error that a human can bring the equation, letting a machine do it on its own is a huge improved value. And that our customers see big ROI just in that alone. Humans, though, will always play a really important world. This is not robots taking over. Right. right? And not everyone's so, going to lose their job because well, well aware. Not only created. that. No. And what I'm most excited about is we're not only... You know, we're not only helping people keep their jobs, we're helping people move up the knowledge worker curve. Mm. So instead of having to go do a very labor intensive rudimentary job, 
and change knobs and write things down on a clipboard, the people that use WellAware actually get to coordinate what's happening with the machines. They get to see the machines. They mm-hmm. get to see how the machines are, are interacting, how they're producing, what results they're delivering. Run reports. I'm run reports. Yeah. Actually, run Everyone reports. Loves rub, not build like, reports, yeah. run reports. And yes. that's a big difference. Yeah. And so we want to move people up that knowledge worker curve. Mm-hmm. And that's one of our most rewarding you know, aspects as a company. But at the end of the day, it really, really comes down to better data at the edge into a better format always yields better results. And, and the last thing, just real quick, that I'll say is, you know, so machines are making decisions, humans are interacting mm-hmm. and, and making decisions. But you asked about, well, what about mission critical alarms, alerts, mm-hmm. notifications? One of the things our platform does, and, I, you know, I'm very proud of this. I think our team, some of the things we do are very me too in nature, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, that's a chart. Great. Our yeah. chart, we can chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of the things that we do as a, as a company really well is notifications. And it's really hard to be smart in how you alarm people. And, and I know I'm talking mm-hmm. to people out there that, that, so that have to deal with alarms and alerts. And so the w- number one issue we run into is what we call alarm fatigue. And, you know, if this thing's blowing me up a hundred times, alarm fatigue. I'm done with it, Man, right? I'm turning yeah, it off. Like- I'm done. Well, as a technology team, you failed when that happens. Yeah. And so we put a lot of work into, you know, ensuring that if we're going to tell you something mm-hmm. is wrong, mm-hmm. you're going to want to pay attention because it is. Yeah. And then if, Warren, if you don't respond in five minutes, we might tell somebody else, yeah. hey, this is an issue. Warren can't get to it. We got somebody that's got to go get to this because that may be, you know, a safety issue at mm-hmm. that point. It may be a huge financial impact. So we've gotten really good at, what we call notifications, but making sure we draw attention to the things that really matter and not burden you with something that doesn't matter. And that's the thing is like all the old school kind of information you get, we all do this. We kind of assume we think we know that machine and we know why the buzzer's going on. We think we know why the red line might be being met. But in this world that you're providing, we actually really know, like there's no guesswork. Let me ask you this in terms of the reporting, right? Yeah. So not only are you providing information, is some of the information new information? Is there things about WellAware that if you come and you, you meet a client that you're finding out that you're able to like kind of one-up the standard and like really share with them information that maybe they've ever, they didn't even know they could even dream about it because they didn't know it would be possible? Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I don't want to take too much credit or credit where credit's not due, but I will say that, you know, the information is out there, right? You can, sensors have been around forever. You can buy stuff off the shelf to go hook it up. You can build your own wireless networks. You, you, can, you can invest the money, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. But very frankly, we very seldom see people ultimately getting that whole implementation, mm-hmm. that full stack right to the point where people are changing behavior. And so, yeah, on the reporting side, yeah, all we're doing is we're running reports on a phenomenal data set. Mm-hmm. And not just reports, we're running predictive algorithms. We're pushing that data into our partners' predictive algorithms and machine learning tools. And so at the end of the day, if you're pushing bad data into any of these fancy, sure. IBM Watson's the one we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. Watson's amazing, but it's only as good as the fuel you give it. Mm-hmm. So you give it bad data, it's gonna give you bad data out, right? So we, we make it a purpose to deliver great data. When we do that, then the reports we can deliver 
are so much more valuable. And, you know, we also broaden the audience with who we try to interface with. So Mm -hmm. we deliver reports that, you know, the C-suite of a company wants to see, right? How is my efficiency running on, you know, my lifting program or my, you know, asset integrity program Mm -hmm. or my ESG program or whatever the case may be. We are able to to cut that data. We're able to to help our customers even determine how their team members are performing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people look at that and they go, oh, that's big brother, (laughs) right? Knocking on the door, but it's really not. It kind of is, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why it's not. There's a certain set of people who are excelling in their job. Mm -hmm. And as business owners, our job is to understand what makes those people tick, to Mm -hmm. understand what makes them so efficient and then to train that into the rest of our teams. And yeah. that, you know, WellAware's helping our customers do that. We're tracking results and we're tracking behaviors that deliver those results. And then we're allowing our customers to build that into a training program. So we do quarterly business reviews with all of our customers and, and we help them make sure that they understand, hey, this is the outcome I'm getting and these people that are using the platform, how do we translate that to others? Wow. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. And I, I think now is appropriate time. I think anyone listening kind of, you got to know, like this is the place to go if you're wanting to add this component to the, your world of information. And really, it almost sounds like anyone listening can have a little bit of creativity and reach out to you guys. What I'd like you to do now is almost like, can you walk me through the process of somebody being interested in this solution? Yeah. And then what happens once they contact you guys and what kind of runway you need for you to do your assessment and how do they, how do you kind of manage, you know, us from not being the Walt Disney of data, right? Like right. we just keep dreaming up of stuff we want to know. How, how does that process work? Yeah. So the easiest way to reach us is our website, which is wellaware.us. And I'm very proud to point people in that, in that direction now. I will tell you, I probably wouldn't have done that or been as proud to do that about a year ago. We're growing like everybody else. But we had our heads down for the first six years building the technology and the platform. And, and we're so proud of, of what we built there and what our customers are saying about it that we kind of forgot to tell people about who we are. So I kind of, you know, the name WellAware is a little bit of an oxymoron. Not many people know who we are yet. And so we're trying to fix that. And we appreciate you guys having us. But, you know, I walk around saying we're the best kept secret around, which is not good. Um, We got to make sure everyone's well aware. Yeah, that's what we got to do. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) But no, to get involved, what we do is, is we get in and we work with our customers to kind of define what specific problems they want to solve, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's an efficiency problem, an auditing problem, you know, an optimization problem with a piece of equipment, a service problem. If they want to move, one of the things we're helping people do, Warren, which is a no-brainer, mm-hmm. is moving from calendar-based servicing of really expensive equipment, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing today, calendar-based. Hey, every three months I got to service this thing to actually runtime based. Mm. Well, they don't know how much runtime's on their equipment because they're not monitoring it. Wow. That saves them so much money. The equivalent would be like you and I getting our cars and actually changing our oil when the sticker tells us to, right? Yeah. Calendar wise, I've never done that. I, yeah. hit the, I hit the mileage thing on yeah. my car every time, right? Sure. So that's, that's just an easy thing. We get in there and we understand what our customers are doing and how we can help. The other thing we do is, is we kind of go and do a site assessment like we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. That can take a week or two, depending on how, how much data our customers have. Are yep. people being billed for that? or like Absolutely not. So that's part of our engagement with them. Okay. So, and they learn a tremendous amount about their own assets in that mm-hmm. process. You'd be surprised how many of our customers have kind of lost track of what do I have out in this field or what do I have mm-hmm. in this location or this plant? 
And so just even the asset inventory that comes through that site assessment is huge. Seems right? like it would be a great service for anyone who goes down this road. Suddenly you're in a meeting where someone's really pointing out your inventory and what you've got and maybe even some dates of equipment that might need renewing that you didn't even think about. Exactly, exactly. And so, and we understand the assets, and this is one of the things I haven't talked about, but is is really powerful about WellAware mm-hmm. is, you know, we are, we are manufacturer agnostic. What that means basically is we can work on pretty much any piece of mm-hmm. equipment out there. And so you, you may have equipment from, you know, a hundred different vendors, and those vendors are trying to sell you some kind of IOT or connected mm-hmm. platform that's going to work with their stuff only, that's not scalable. So Wellware will come in, we'll add the Rosetta Stone. We call yes. this our cloud terminal yeah. unit. And that works across everything. It works across train. It works across Emerson equipment. Mm-hmm. It works across ABB. It works well, across... Well, that was my takeaway is like if you're running a company and you have some manufacturer coming in and showing you like the same piece of equipment, but it's new and it has technology... Now you don't really have much of a rebuttal unless you consider something like this where you're going like, no, that's really the fact that it will, you know, hit the cloud and let me know some information. I can plug and play that by a phone call with you. That's right. And not only that, you want to pick it up across all your infrastructure. You don't want just a couple pieces with a couple different vendors. After we do the site assessment, we start building the equipment Mm -hmm. and the strategy, the rollout strategy, the architecture that we'll implement. We implement that. That's a matter of days. You know, SCADA implementations, wow. automation, those things take months. I'm sure there's some business managers in the audience going, well, that may be years, yeah. right? We do that in days and weeks. Okay. And then you're off and running with data. And then once you start getting data, you begin to learn, we dial it in, and we get on a quarterly cadence with you to say, here's your data, here's what it's telling you, how do we work together to optimize it for your business? Well, that is great. I mean, I really think that, you know, after hearing this and really kind of taking this deep dive, I feel like I've learned a lot. You know, I think this is something that to me seems like an obvious consideration for a lot of people. The industries are quite interesting because it's not, while this is such an oil and gas play for you, there's many ways that this could be beyond that. I mean, you talked about gun manufacturers and things like that. So I want to I want to thank you for being here. I, before we get off, I would love you to be able to tell everybody I know we dropped the website. If someone wants yeah. to find you on LinkedIn, is that okay? Or oh, please. Yeah, reach out. I love, you know, getting to know folks on LinkedIn. I'm still kind of <laughs> learning my way around the social networks. It's the only social network I'm on. I, you know, my daughter's in the audience. She's probably making fun of me over there. But but yeah, I'm definitely on LinkedIn. Reach out. Yeah. Matt Harrison with WellAware. You can I'll find add me that there. to the show notes. Yeah, I love sure. that. And then, you know, it's easy. We got our 855 WellAware is our phone number. So you call there. We got folks that will answer that call and get you pointed in the right direction. Direction. One of the things that I didn't get to talk about that I think is really important yeah. is our business model piece of this, okay. Warren, which is, you know, it's been really expensive for people to get to where they are today with automation. Mm-hmm. And we have a totally different business model. Our business model is really a service model. And so there's no upfront CapEx. Wow. We retain ownership to this equipment. And that's good news because at the end of the day, we keep it running. We warrant it for the life of the contract, life of the service. Something goes wrong, we go out and fix it for you. But we're in this with our customers, which means we're in it for the data. Well, that's really fascinating. I am glad you brought that up before we close this out because many times we think of if we have 100 pieces of equipment, we're going to pay three times as much as if we had 20, right, or whatever. And so in this case, what you're saying is whether it's 10 job sites or 20, 
you guys come out, you do your thing as far as like creating the schematic of right. what the, the real opportunity is to the problems that can be solved. And then you guys are, are flipping the bill to make sure these pieces of equipment are equipped and transmitting and providing the data. And it's a monthly service fee. That's exactly right. So, it, you know, the consumer equivalent is like Dish Network. I subscribe to Dish because I want to watch ESPN, right? Right. I don't subscribe to Dish because the hopper box is going to yeah. show up at my house. Like, sure. that's cool. Yeah. And they try to market that, and I don't really care. Yeah. I want to watch ESPN. And I'm really upset that I didn't get to see the Masters this year. But, you know, we're dealing with it. We're dealing with it. But I subscribe to that TV service, yeah. and those boxes just show up, and they deliver that service to me. So, Wellaware is very similar. You know, we're, we're going to go out there and implement whatever you need on the endpoint to give you that service. In this case, that service is information. Well, that is awesome. Well, thank you again, Matt Harrison. I mean, if you guys have not checked out the WellAware website, definitely do that. There's no doubt that I see how WellAware and the incredible access to this data is really a game changer for anyone who applies to any of these items that we talked about if your company has a real solution to real problems of today, come prove it here on the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Warren Spiewak, and I will see you on our next episode. Hey, everybody. Alex here with the events on deck. So due to current circumstances, of course, we are not able to have any in-person events. So I have nothing of that nature to update you guys on. But we have been hosting some virtual events. So OGGN is wanting to offer free webinars, live happy hours, etc. during this time. Since these events are not scheduled out as far in advance as in-person events, we would like to keep you guys updated via Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So be sure to keep checking up on that and we'll keep you guys posted on anything we're offering. It has been free. We want to offer you guys value during this time that we're all at home. So please continue checking in and joining us for these virtual events. We are looking forward to seeing you guys whenever we're able to have in-person events and hope you're staying safe and sound. Check us out next week for another witty and sometimes spicy episode of the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com. <laughs>